the defenders of groups like Hamas and uh, the Islamic Jihad and other terror groups have come forward, one of them being Ilian Omar. You know, one of the strangest things is always having Ilian Omar there because, uh, let's face it, her entire family background uh, from uh, her origins is extensively linked to groups that have been against the United States. You know, uh, basically, uh, well, she may have been born, um, you know, uh, in the Mog, you know, in that area. Uh, she is primarily one of those Africans of the leadership class and has always been. Her family has uh, held extensive control over areas uh, where, where she was uh, originally from. And uh, she's been complaining about not being on the Africa Committee. But then again, there may be a reason why she's not being put on an Intelligence Review Committee or a uh, U.S. Government Committee because of her possible ties to groups that are against the United States. Let's listen to how one of her colleagues in the House discusses it. And, you know, how uh, criticism by Ilhan Omar is probably a badge of honor for Speaker McCarthy. Uh, let's listen here as, uh, you know, uh, Fox Business was talking to a congressman earlier, and uh, we'll, we'll listen to this take right now about that and uh, how this went. Well, look, I'll remind everyone when she made her anti-Semitic remarks, uh, you know, all about the Benjamins and comparing the U.S. and Israel to the Taliban and Hamas, uh, she was denounced by members of her own party. And then, uh, you know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Florida, Jerry Nadler uh, of judici you know, Judiciary in New Jersey, um, look, uh, said that they were being xenophobic and that and these were uh, Islamophobic tropes. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, Israel is our greatest ally in the Middle East. It's a democracy. Uh, they share our values. Uh, and, and those of us who support uh, those values, I think, deserve to be on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and, and anti-Semitism has no place on it. So basically, this is what, of course, uh, Representative uh, Mike Waltz uh, has been talking about. He's from Florida. There's a large uh, Israeli-American community there. And uh, Ilhan Omar had been complaining that she had been removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee. But then again, some of the people in Israel and other parts of the world have been complaining about Congresswomen like Ilhan Omar, like uh, Rashida Tlaib and others, for their defense of groups such as Hamas. And, uh, you know, considering the recent terror attack today, we've not heard anything from any of the Democrats. We've not heard anything from Chuck Schumer. We've not heard anything from Ilhan Omar and, and, and you know, the, uh, the gang of four that calls themselves a squad. You know, squad of what? You know, uh, basically, when you look at how these people look at the rest of the world, in their mind, they see, uh, you know, um, the uh, the uh, the entire situation with that, you know, and uh, you know the anti-Palestinian attitudes, or, or rather the anti-Israeli attitudes of uh, of these people is very, very, very clear, and uh, you know, and, and all of these things and, and ties that that have to go with it are uh, very much that something that needs to really, really, uh, you know, uh, be done with, with the ways that things are going on, you know. Uh, Iran has been stepping up 
for example, in its supply of rockets and missiles and and uh, devices for groups such as Hamas and, and other Palestinian groups that have been attacking Israel. There were three rockets launched today against a southern city in Israel near the Gaza Strip. And uh, you heard nothing from Elian Omar. You heard nothing from uh, AOC. You had nothing from uh, Rashida Tlaib. And, and AOC, for one thing, you know, uh, she's basically been silent with anything that has to do with Israel uh, and its right to defend itself or, or Israel and its, uh, and its right to, to self-protection. You know, uh, there has been, of course, some issues over the uh, the situation uh, in Israel. Uh, there has been, you know, uh, no response whatsoever uh, by by anyone when you when you talk about uh, this situation. And if you, in fact, if you try and search, for example, um, uh, for uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and uh, Hamas or Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and uh, Israel. Uh, you know, you're, you're not going to see anything, you know, it's, it's basically one, one sided position. And, uh, you know, uh, that is basically of anger versus Israel by these members of Congress and whatnot. In the meantime, we are looking at all of these, uh, situations, uh, as they happen, the situations that have been going on. And uh, what is what is going on around the uh, the areas of uh, of the United States? Uh, you know, with with the, the the risk of all of these problems that we are looking at. Uh, you know, there is a need for many uh, on the Democratic side to to grow up and learn. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for example, she is from a part of New York that is very heavily Jewish. Lady from New York. And uh, basically uh, has not basically come out with uh, with any situation wherein, uh, you know, uh, she, she's backed uh, the preference of many of these people uh, for, for these topics. some comments on the news out of Jerusalem. Uh, this event just unfolded before I came down and we are still gathering information, but the public reporting states that a gunman opened fire near a synagogue in Jerusalem. This is absolutely horrific. Our thoughts, prayers, and condolences go out to those killed and injured in this heinous act of violence. We condemn this apparent terrorist attack in the strongest terms. Our commitment to Israel's security remains ironclad, and we are in direct touch with our Israeli partners, and our thoughts are with the Israeli people in light of this horrific attack. Uh, with that, uh, I don't know if you want to start us off. Sure, can I follow up on that? Um, the, the, I know it's just unfolded. It seems to be quite a few people killed. Um, you said that you've been in contact with the the State Department. What's the messaging? Is there a sense that this could uh, uh, accelerate the, uh, the, the simple violence? What's what's the uh, sense of what is happening now and what you're, you're expect, expecting or what your theory is? 
As it relates to this specific incident, Sean, we're uh, just uh, working to unearth as much information as we can as this uh, just happened. Uh, but uh, broadly, of course, uh, we've been in touch with our Israeli partners on a, a number of issues uh, over the course of the, the past days, uh, and I'm sure that we will uh, talk about a lot of these issues, or at least the Secretary will, uh, in the lead-up um, uh, to his trip this weekend also. Does it affect the Secretary's trip at all, either in terms of, because we still going ahead, but... I, I have no change in the schedule uh, to, to, to announce, and nor would I expect any uh, any any changes for the trip at, at this time. Just, um, I know you guys are still collecting information, but is there any indication that this shooting is at all related to um, frustrations that came as a result of the raid that happened in the West Bank earlier this week? I don't want to speculate or get into hypotheticals, Kylie. As I said, this just, uh, this just uh, happened before I came down. Uh, and so uh, our thoughts uh, are with the Israeli people. We stand with the Israeli people in solidarity, and we're uh, working directly with our Israeli partners to uh, assess as much as we can about what happened and continue to offer our direct support. So I follow on Kylie. I think that was to ask that question. So we don't find any connection between the death of Palestinians over the past 27 days 30 Palestinians have been killed, you know, most recently yesterday, which we talked about at length here. You don't find any connection between these kinds of events because uh, if they are related, then we are likely to see more of these incidents. Do you agree with that? Said, we have, first, first, I want to reiterate again that this just transpired and we're working to unearth as much information as we can. Uh, and we're in direct uh, talks and in close touch with our Israeli partners about that. But broadly, Said, I want to be very clear about this. We have been consistent uh, and clear as recently as yesterday from both myself and Assistant Secretary Barbara Lee, from Ned earlier in the week, from the Secretary, uh, as often as he uh, is, is asked about this, uh, about uh, condemnation of any kind of violence uh, against civilians. Uh, and the need broadly, again, uh, not talking specifically about the situation side because it just happened, but the need broadly for uh, steps to be taken to de-escalate tensions. But at least generally, in theory, you will agree, no doubt, that violence begets violence anyway, correct? Side, of course, we uh, condemn any kind of violence against civilians. Okay, uh, let me just, you know, a couple more questions on, on this issue. Uh, it seems there are reports in the Israeli media that Abbas tried with the National Security Advisor Jay Sullivan when he was there last to actually arrange for a meeting with uh, the new Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, and uh, apparently the idea was not, you know, either taken seriously in terms of pursuit on behalf of the National Security. What I would say about that, Saeed, is I would let the White House and the National Security Council comment on any of NSA Sullivan's trip to Israel and the West Bank. As you saw, they read out that trip uh, pretty extensively. 
Uh, in regards to the secretary's trip, uh, I don't want to get ahead of that process beyond what we said, uh, but I know that he uh, is looking forward to holding meetings in Jerusalem and Ramallah with senior officials uh, to discuss a, a range of the key issues that uh, a number of State Department officials, including myself and others, have talked about extensively. And lastly, uh, there is going to be a meeting between Palestinian Americans and the Secretary of State today. Well, you know, they have the Palestinian Americans and the Secretary of State today, yeah, yeah, basically led by Talib, and they're probably passing the uh, Secretary of State uh, some hash before uh, he gets on the uh, Air Force, whatever, and flies over. Because let's face it, you know, you, you, you have these guys who are basically backed by these drug-dealing thugs who call themselves the leadership party of the Republic of uh, Palestine or Islamic, whatever. And many of them are just, you know, sellers of Katagon. Uh, they don't really run their societies well. An equal number of people, equal areas in general, uh, with all the space and all the opportunity and all the chances and all the funding that's come from all over the Arab world, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And what they do is they go and they train these terrorists who go in and do suicidal terror attacks. And then they wonder, why don't we have any smart people left in our population? Because you made all your smart people suicide bombers. And, you know, so you got this guy, Sahih. I mean, he sits in. He's been in the uh, in, 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 in that group. Now, what's my claim to fame? What, do I have a right to comment on this issue? Well, my great-grandfather, Isaac Cohen, came from the Middle East and went out in different parts of the world because he got sick of all the violence from that area. And at that time, it was uh, the Grand Mufti and his warriors and things that were going against uh, those people who were Jews, uh, Israel, early Israelis, pre-Israel Israelites, uh, who were living in the Holy Land at the time. And they just merely stood up and fought back against uh, some of these thugs who were basically smugglers and did everything they could to make life miserable for everybody else there, including other Arabs, including other Muslims. Uh, or Christians, or the Druids, or, or whoever else were there. You know, they they just were weird, you know. Israel is probably the only democracy in the Middle East that really exists as a democracy. Lebanon was one for a while, but it has regressed in many different ways. But basically, the Palestinians have had so many opportunities to push ahead and move forward and try and develop their areas they have it because most of their efforts have always been towards this kind of violence. And that's the thing. So you listen to the press conference. Years ago, it would have been, you know, people asking about the rocket attack that took place the other day. You know, uh, Hamas uh, fired rockets at Israel. Uh, there was a, a string of rocket attacks that took place. There were gunmen that were firing across the border. Uh, the nine people who were killed in the uh, West Bank raids that took place in Ramallah and other places by Israeli police forces, these were police, not Israeli army, who were cooperating with Palestinian authorities who leaked the presence of these ISIS and other terrorists, mostly from Islamic Jihad, who were there to carry out attacks today. You know, a day that is marking the remembrance of all those killed and exterminated by the Nazis in Europe. You know, and that's the really sad thing. But then again, you have people like AOC, you have people like Rashida Tlaib, you have people like Ilian Omar, 
And all these people want one thing, and that is for an end to Israel. Hey, they don't just want an end to Israel. AOC would be happy with an end to the United States if she could have her way. And yet she is a congresswoman who took an oath. But she doesn't believe in God, so what good is her oath? Who cares? Anyhow, I digress. Let's move back to the topic at hand. Climate change is another issue that is very popular and being talked about. Let's listen to what uh, they've been saying about how we have to ban all natural gas and uh, how that's going to hurt the United States a lot. Here we go. But I digress. Let's listen to uh, House of Representatives member, Representative Jeff Duncan. Now, he's a Republican from South Carolina, and he spoke about, uh, you know, some of the amendments proposed to legislation by Ocasio-Cortez and what it means. Let's listen in. Uh, as uh, this material comes to me a little bit delayed... Where is my audio on this? Oh. Recognized for five minutes in opposition to the amendment. Let me state again that H.R. 21 is about strengthening the SPR by requiring non-emergency use to be accompanied by a plan to produce American oil resources. You know, I invite the members across the aisle to actually go out and talk to oil and gas producers, understand leases, understand that every square acre out in the ocean or on land doesn't have oil or gas under it. They've got to find it. They've got to start drilling, exploring, producing. And once they produce, they've got to pipe that either to the beach or put it on a ship to be taken to refineries. They have permitting process for pipelines that do that. Permitting processes to get the well actually permitted once they discover resources. Go and learn. Go and learn for yourself about this. Educate yourself on how America attained its low emissions care about the air quality, you care about climate change. Natural gas is what got America there. Educate yourself on that. Then we have a better debate about future resources, future energy production. But this debate tonight is not about any of that. It's about the SPR. It's about the fact that the Biden administration drew down on the SPR for one purpose, to lower gas prices for Americans right before an election. That's influential politics. This is about efficient, clean American energy production. Efforts to reduce our production means means the world relies more on nations that do not impose state-of-the-art controls on emissions. Think Russia, think China. Think about what America has done. This amendment would limit clean energy, American-produced clean energy, and increase emissions-heavy foreign energy. You know, it hurts me when I see an American LNG tanker in the Boston Harbor when we have a natural gas here in this country, cleaner burning natural gas. This is about the SPR. As chair of the Energy Subcommittee, I look forward to a lot of debates on energy resources, American energy production, and clean energy, and what works to make America energy dominant once again. But we're not doing it tonight. We're going to talk about the spore. We're going to talk about replenishing it. 
We're going to talk about American resources. It's counterproductive to energy security. This amendment is and addressing climate risk. American oil production is the cleanest in the world. So that's Representative Jeff Duncan. Now he was talking about, of course, uh, you know, the need by some members of Congress, particularly Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or whatever. Why does she have three names? You ever notice how assassins are the ones like Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, you know, uh, all these all these people, Sirhan Sirhan, you know, you know those, those types of things. All the ones with the three names are the ones who were either assassins or something evil is about them. Lee, uh, John Wilkes Booth, you know. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there's something weird there when you got to have three names to express yourself, says uh, Michael Joseph George Winters Canizo Cohen. <laughs> I'm Mike of New York. That's the latest for me for now on this topic. Uh, we are looking, for, of course, for reactions and why, indeed, we need to be careful with what's going on around the world, particularly in the wake of a new rise of terror attacks and tactics moving in the Middle East.